hello there. Thank you for joining us again on The Basic and The Brain. For those of you who may have missed us the last few weeks, we're Alina and Maddie, aka The Basic and The Brain, and we're here to bring Botox and Bravo to the fucking table for your next dinner party. Yeah, I mean, think of it as us bringing basic bitch topics into the intellectual sphere. So grab yourself a glass of wine, or White Claw, or whatever hard seltzer, alcoholic drink of preference, (laughs) and join us for this week's episode. So I was at Trader Joe's today, Um, A, because I need to get like heart of palm because you made this fantastic salad this like previous weekend with that ingredient. They didn't have it, unfortunately. Um, And I purchased some avocados, all of which, by the way, are fucking rock hard. Like there are no ripe avocados in the store. There's no ripe avocados in this world right now, I feel like, because they're $8 a piece. No, I'm joking. Um, Thank you to whoever (laughs) made the decision to roll back that ban on our Mexican avocados because times were Millennials would not have had it. (laughs) It was rough. It was really rough. Um, Yeah, no, but I feel like Trader Joe's in particular, the avocados are just never ripe. And they're also really small. Well, the one, the Trader Joe's near my house, it's like you have like the tiny avocado package that they have. And then they have like another one that's like the normal package. Then there's like the organic avocados and then the regular avocados that you can buy like one a piece. Yes. Nothing was ripe. I went to each little section, touched X amount of avocados, even though I I, I I don't know. I'm pretty sure I got judged when I was in the Trader Joe's. I don't give a shit. I'm trying to find my, my ripe avocados. Um, touched X amount of avocados, none of which were ripe. None. But I feel like they're never ripe. Oh, no. I have had avocados that are like the most beautiful balance of ripeness. The type of balance where you know that when you bring it home, like you still have like a day or two where it's just going to be absolutely beautiful, right? Um, But like never in my life have I gone into a fucking grocery store and had every (laughs) single type of avocado be like unusable. (laughs) So that's... I feel like I feel like now I don't want to like touch produce because I'm like, oh my God, COVID, like that's disgusting. And like, are people gonna judge me? And I get like really paranoid about it. Um mm. but I, I don't know. I feel like generally speaking, they're not that ripe. But then like you bring them home and then suddenly they're run. I don't know. It's weird. Um <laughs> no, but I was gonna say also, something about um, avocados, I don't remember, but go ahead, I don't remember what I was gonna say. Oh, I was gonna say, like how are we supposed to like pick ripe fruits and vegetables now if there's going to be such judgment? Like, I feel like if people don't wash their fruits and veggies when they go home, Ugh. like that's a them problem. That's not like a fair. me problem. That's fair. That's fair. Oh, sorry. What I was going to say is I'm also really bad at just shopping for produce in general. I like don't know what I'm looking for. Mm. So I just like, I feel like I walk around, I like squeeze things and then I'm like, okay, I'm not going to know if that's good or bad anyway. So I just put it in my cart. It's like a, it's like a number of things. It's like, I'm paranoid people are judging me because I'm touching all the fruits and vegetables. I don't know what it means if, if I touch the fruits or vegetables, and, but I feel like I have to do it before I put it in my cart. Does that make mm. sense? Y- yes, it, yeah, okay. it does. You're trying to give off the perception that you know what you're doing. Exactly. When it comes to- yeah. No idea. Okay. Like I can't tell you how many times I've <laughs> I've brought home I've brought home like tomatoes and Mark is like, why did you pick this tomato? Because they're either like mushy and like soup, or they're like a <laughs> an apple. They're so hard, and I, I I like just I don't know the difference. There's too many rules. I just this is why I like pre cut things. I'm I'm awful. I hate that they come in plastic packaging, but like if there's an opportunity for me to purchase like. Pre-diced onions. Trader Joe's, I'm looking at you. Thank you for that. Mm. Pre And also like the pre-minced garlic, right? Isn't like a big thing for you? Uh-huh. Garlic yeah. is a bitch to mince. Let's just like, even if you have like a mincer or whatever, like a, pre- yeah. sorry, garlic press, it'll just get stuck in there. Mm. It's so much easier I... to just buy minced garlic. <laughs> I don't Why? Is that like a judgmental thing? Or no, do, no, no, do no, people judge me for that? That's what I mean. I don't think so. I just always found it therapeutic to cut and mince 
garlic. Like when I'm frustrated, like like thinly slicing it and then mincing the shit out of it. Um, I like also never knew that that was a thing until I went to your house. And I was like, oh my God, like this is like actually a thing. Like there's like pre minced. Like I just didn't know. Lazy people that don't know how to cook and don't know how to chop, which is interesting because we just had a chopping class together. No, I I really, I am, I am just awful. I've taken multiple, like I took a cooking class in in college. I've taken a knife skills class with you at work. I, I am the worst like veggie prepper, I think in the world, I just, I'm, I can't do it even. I don't know that. I know the difference in content. That was a lie. Um, I, I'm just really, I'm just not good at it. And I, I'm afraid I'm going to like chop my finger off. It's just too much. So I'm, my anxiety, my anxiety hits me for a lot less than like mincing garlic. You know what I mean? Which is saying something. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, how can I take my anxiety out of the equation as best as possible? I'm going to have somebody else mince it for me. Fair enough. Fair enough. I also think it's just like smarter, right? Like it's a time saver. If you got other shit to do, like why would you spend and waste your time, you know, mincing garlic when you could easily Thanks. just like have it prepared already in the freezer? I, like I appreciate that. the support for my laziness. I, I mean, is it really laziness? It's just working smarter instead of harder. Well, like the PR spin. <laughs> You're welcome. So, you know, it's funny. Is that <laughs> in like every interview I've done in the last year, which is a lot because, you know, I leave my job on average once every quarter. No, I'm joking. Once a year. <laughs> um, today was actually my last day uh, in my current role. Nice. And um, anyway, so going back to interviews, when they ask me certain questions about like, you know, project management or whatever, I always say like, I am intrinsically a lazy person. And they always kind of like have this look like, the fuck is she about to say? Like, does she know she's in Like, that is not what you want to tell them. And so, and, but then what I say is, um, but what I mean is like, I'm always looking for the most streamlined, like efficient, effective way to do anything. Yeah. And, and someone once told me that Bill Gates, I do not know if this is true, but apparently Bill Gates once said, like, if I need something done, like, efficiently hire someone lazy give it to the laziest person in the room and they will find a way to do it in like the least complex most streamlined way possible and so i always quote Mm. bill gates i pray to god that he said that because i literally have said this like senior directors um (laughs) and i'm like so you know i'm not the only one who (laughs) who thinks this is a strength um but yeah so i'm so glad that you loved my salad that was such a good plant-based oh, meal so for me. You, you ate, like, your shit was mooing, but mine was not. Yeah, it, it really <laughs> was. I mean, look, it's, I felt like the other slices of of steak that Mark had grilled were perfectly done. I'm pretty sure just the oh, piece I that I got, it was just, you know, it might have been like on a spot that wasn't as well heated by the grill. So it's fine, but it was delicious when it was finally cooked. I forgot yours was actually <laughs> mowing. I like meant like, oh, you were eating meat. Um, but no, no, yours was like, I was like, oh, it was oh pretty red. Oh, that's yeah. a purple plate. Um, <laughs> but I had plant-based. I, I was really good. Um, I was very proud of myself. That was my first time making tofu that was edible. Oh, it was really good. Thank you. Pierre learned, even ate it. And Pierre's not like a huge fan of tofu. So I yeah. learned the secret to marinating tofu. There are two things. Well, first of all, you have to marinate your tofu. Don't just like throw it in a pan and expect to like throw some salt pepper on it. It's not going to taste like anything. Number one, tofu press. It drains mm. all the water out so that like, you know, the tofu can actually, can, can actually soak up the, um, the spices. Number two... I don't know. I cook with like four ingredients. It's like olive oil, salt, pepper, garlic. That's it. Um, mm. So I, I think olive oil and everything, just douse it in olive oil, right? No, wrong, because that makes all the spices slip off the tofu. So that's mm. why it's best. I mean, you can use a little bit of tofu in your marinade, but it's best to use um, like soy sauce and apple cider vinegar in this case. So just a little fun facts. If anyone's like, how the fuck do you make tofu? I did it once, so I'm a pro. Do you like um, seitan? Hate. It okay, tastes like well, clay. It tastes like way. it tastes like the way Play-Doh smells to me. Ugh. Right? Do you know Lord. what I'm talking about? It kind of tastes like Play-Doh. Yeah. yeah no. I not mean, my I'll thing. be honest. I hate it. It's, it's not my thing. It's not my thing. Um, yeah. When I went vegan 
for a period of my life. It was tofu. The thing is, is I think going plant-based is, I hate to say it, it's so much work. (laughs) It really is. If you want to eat like, you can eat like a vegetarian or vegan, but like there's like two parts of that spectrum, right? It's like you eat that way, but you're eating processed shit, right? Because that's the stuff Mm -hmm. that's like easy to grab Mm -hmm. or you're going all the way and eating like you're literally crafting like five course meals that are extra complex yep. to actually bring flavor and like creating variety and ensuring that you're getting the nutrients, mm-hmm. the iron, all yeah. of those things that you need. It's a lot of fucking work. And that's why it didn't stick for me because even though I don't really, I don't really eat red meat, like that steak that you guys made, that's the first time I've had red meat in two months. Um, like it's not so like you're a not responsible for the cows dying is what you're saying. I'm joking. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I am responsible for a shit ton of chickens, though, dying, unfortunately, and (laughs) fish. (laughs) Um, But what I am saying is, like, going plant-based, it's a lot of people underestimate how much work it takes to, like, eat well as a vegan or vegetarian. Oh, my gosh. For sure. And then I feel like when, you know, you go online, you find all these recipes, you're like, I'm going to make myself this crazy plant-based meal. And then you're like, the fuck are coconut aminos? I mean, they sell those at Trader Joe's now, but you know, or it's like, how, where do I get this particular type of raw palm, coconut palm burnt sugar from then like one store? I mean, even in LA it can be hard to, I mean, yeah, I take that back. It's probably a lot easier to eat plant-based here and to shop plant-based than, you know, in most cities, but it's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's pretty, it's, it's like frustrating and if I'm, if you're already somebody who is so lazy that you don't want to mince your own garlic, like it can be really hard to stick with it. Um, I tried it a couple of times, like before this most recent time to, to, you know, stop eating meat. Um, but I think it was more like I wanted to do it for health reasons and I, wa- I wanted to do it, but I really wasn't like ready to commit to it. And so it never stuck. Cause I would like go grocery mm-hmm. shopping or I would try to make something plant-based and I was like, this, this actually tastes like shit. And so I would get so, I was like so annoyed that I would just be like, okay, fine, I'll have chicken or something. But then, you know, I don't know. I saw this one Instagram post Mm -hmm. and then it like led me to Nikki Reed's Instagram and she has a Mm -hmm. pet baby cow. And there was something about like, like her entire feed is of her and this cow. And like, she takes pictures with her cow the way like I treat Benji. Oh, and there was something cute. about like seeing it that I was I just like want to gag when I think about eating yeah. red meat now and you know chicken. It, it for me it was more like I'm gonna just try it. But to your point, I feel like a lot of the like meatless alternative or meat alternative meat alternatives mm-hmm. are they're not good for you. Like the amount of sodium no. and just like they're so processed. And there's like chemicals. So I bought I do I did buy a bunch recently just so that like again, to like keep myself going. I, I don't want to eat it all in like a week or two weeks or whatever. So a lot of it's like in the freezer, but just so like every once in a while, if I'm like craving a burger, like I have something, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But I realize like you, you really have to get on board with the idea of like vegetables. Mm-hmm. Like you're eating yep. fucking carrots and like you, you better feel full because like, yep. You you really I think I at first I, I like there was another time when I just tried to like substitute I was like oh we'll make we'll make sauce and you know we'll put impossible meat in it but then I was like this is like not good for me mm-hmm. on a day to day basis you know so anyway yeah. um, it's also kind of interesting because like there's this other ethical question that I have since we're talking about meat alternatives so there's a company that um, lives or that is like in our city that is looking at creating like lab meat. So basically taking cells, growing it in a lab oh. and basically creating like meat, like lab meat, right? That that's essentially what it is. Um, Ew. And you know, I, was, I, I know, I know, but it's supposed to be like a way for like to, I don't know, I guess sustainable, create more sustainable farm, sustainable farming practices, but also like removing the ethical issue of like you, you know, killing a cow, killing consciousness. Um, it's something that's, you know, created in the lab, but then it's like the philosophical and ethical question of like, what is the limit of consciousness? Is the thing really not conscious anymore? Um, 
And I also think it's just kind of weird. It just like reminds me of the concept of like GMO and, you know, all these other things. Like how is it going to affect our bodies in the long term as humans? But kind of curious to hear your thoughts on it. Well, first of all, I want to say how is it going to affect our bodies as humans? We won't be around because, you know, fucking nuclear <laughs> plants are being bombed right now as we speak and record this. So let's fuck it. Give me the give me the meat, the lab meat. I'll try it. I got nothing to lose. Um, no. So as you were saying that, it made me think about the episode we did on cloning. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and I feel like I feel like from an ethics perspective, I'm okay with it. Like, although I, I, I guess I don't understand. Are they like growing a burger or are they growing like a baby cow? And then, but the thing is like, it didn't come from another cow. So I feel like if they're, if they are like effectively cloning a cow, then obviously I have a problem with that. I mean, no, they're not cloning the cow. They're just like cloning the cells that would make like a filet mignon, for example. So like you would be growing the muscle. Okay, so so then aren't you glad you're friends with me and I bring up weird shit to you? (laughs) Um, Okay, no, so then fuck a filet mignon is not conscious. Like, I'm sorry, as somebody who loves the cows and saves the bees, like, no, I'm sorry. No, I don't have a problem with that. I just think it's weird. And to your point, like, Unless something is, and they've got to figure out that supply chain real quick. If not, like that's going to be processed yeah. as hell, and like that's disgusting. If it's like already yeah, not I, real, and then I mean, what am I talking about? I basically am doing the same thing, eating my Beyond Meat. <laughs> it's processed, I guess it's right? just like for me, it's like I just don't know genetically what it takes to be able to replicate this. And so I guess I just, for me, my big concern Mm -hmm. is like, what are the long-term studies going to be on the effects of humans, right? Because it wasn't until like years later, we found out like glyophosphate, for example, which is a um, basically Roundup that's utilized on plants and stuff. Like it's a neurotoxin, creates cancer, all of these things. And like the FDA still allows it, for example. Oh, all the fun things. It basically fucks with you. (laughs) Wait, no, what do you mean? Um, Neurotoxins aren't bad. uh, Well... Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they are. Oh, Neurotoxins. okay. Well, we're going to talk about that very, very soon. So we'll we'll come back <laughs> to this. But, um, yeah, I mean, whatever. Um, we're we're all going to be here. Done we're going for. <laughs> we're all done I for. I say shortly. we all just buy the damn shoes, <laughs> eat the fucking lab meat, figure it out later. That's what oh. we seem to be doing as a society right now. No, I'm joking. Um. So would you eat it? I'm assuming you would. You would try the filet mignon. I think so. I mean, I think I'd try it, but I I don't I would need to like see how I felt about it when I looked at it cuz like right now when I look at a piece of steak like I want to gag. But I feel mm, like from an ethics fair. perspective, I don't have a problem with it. Mm. Like but I don't know if my I brain wonder. is smart enough to like se- separate this is real versus this is not. I'm just like trying to think of like how are they going to replicate this lab meat? Be- like, is it going? To- is meat then ever going to be red because there's now no more like blood cells? But like, you kind of need the blood cell. Like, there's so many questions that I have about this process. Okay. I mean, well, didn't Impossible, Impossible, or Beyond? I forget which one. Like, they literally put beets in it mm-hmm. so that it would. This is so gross, but like bleed like me to like really trick people. Again, I think that like I understand and like A for effort there, but if you if you need to see like the meat bleeding to feel like you're eating meat, you, you like beyond meat or like it's it is never going to satisfy you. Pretty much. Yeah. You know? So anyway, mm-hmm. A for effort. Um on that note, I am very excited about today. And I feel like this is a really good natural segue that like accidentally happened. So I'm kind of excited about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> with your 30th birthday around the corner, you still have not confirmed dates or what you want to do for it, by the way. Um, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, just want a shameless plug for myself in there. Um, but I know that you are like kind of open to exploring the idea of fillers and neurotoxins, a.k.a. Botox. 
It's more like botulism, botulin toxin. So it's like different from neurotoxin, right? Isn't that the whole like reason why Botox is called Botox? Because it's like botulin toxin. So it's like Botox. Sure. I don't know what that means, but it is a neurotoxin. <laughs> okay. It's probably like, a, I hope it's a different strain or different version or variant of neurotoxin, but like it's a neurotoxin. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Just one. Okay. Well, I am very excited about this. I do not think that you need it because your skin is literally flawless. Like, look at the difference between the two of us. We're both Stop. not using the Zoom filter no. because we're not on Zoom. No, you can you can start to see the the fr- like you can see the lines on my forehead. Like only it's, when it's starting you to get like real. raise your when you raise your oh, eyebrows no. though. You can see the like massive caverns that are now developing where those lines were previously. So okay. like, yeah, I mean, you know, a little touch up here and there. Okay. Didn't hurt no one. Okay. <laughs> well, with that said, I am so excited. And I, so I really do remember I was doing Botox just on my forehead a little, like I think when I was 28 was when I first started doing, but I do remember my 30th birthday. Mm-hmm. Picture it. I was standing in the half bath on the first floor. You remember like you came into the villa and then you went right to the left and that was the bathroom. Because I, for some reason I was like, oh, I have stage fright. I don't want to shit in my own master bathroom. So I go to the guest bathroom that's next to the front door. That that was my logic. Anyway. um, Okay. So it was November 3rd, 2019. And I saw these lines for the first time in my life. The marionette lines that like kind of line your, what is your mouth, your nose. And... Mm -hmm. I, like I, I knew. I was like, oh, no, no. You're 30. It's time. You have to do these things. Um, I have not had the balls nor the funds to like really do anything about them yet. Um, but you know that I love Botox. I actually got some yesterday. Nice. Hasn't settled yet. We'll talk about my neurotoxin of choice in a few minutes. Um, but the minute that we start getting, uh, we start getting sponsored by Beyond Meat or Impossible. Um, and when we, <laughs> now that avocado prices are down, we have the dollars to invest more in ourselves. And I will be doing that. Um, quick question. Okay. Yes. To all of the above, you know that I am a big fan of, even though previously I was like, I don't really care, blah, 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 blah. You know, I'm always a big fan of like people doing what makes them happy. Um, Mm -hmm. And I've always been super supportive that like, hey, if a cosmetic procedure is, you know, going to be it for you, then by all means, I want everyone to to do what makes them feel fulfilled, happy, gives them the joy that they need in life. Um, But as you were talking about marionette lines, I'm literally like kind of questioning, um, like what's done for those? Is it is it filler? Like like what's the procedure to to do? I mean, you, to me, you look perfect. So I, I don't see the marionette lines, but I know everyone has their own mm-hmm. perception of what they look mm-hmm. like. So like curious, like what is the process for that? Okay, so there, I think there are like a number of different things that you could do for it. I mm-hmm. I think the most common like treatment, if you will, or procedure is to to fill those lines in with filler. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. However, when I asked an injector about it, what she actually said to me, and this was like when I was like, fuck, you're 31 at this point. Um, I was like, hey, like I'm really unhappy with them. And she said, it's not that I need. She said, don't fill the lines themselves. She was like, it's Mm. due to a loss of collagen and volume in your cheeks. I was Mm. like, thanks. Like there's nothing you want to hear less when you're like already freaking out about being in your early thirties and like, Oh, loss of collagen, no collagen. Anyway, So what she suggested that that I do is that I actually fill my cheeks a little bit and watch so that it will pull up the skin. Do you see? Are you sure that it won't like pull down though? Cause of the weight of the filler? No. Cause it would be like up here, like almost like right under my eyes is where she would do it. So that it then lifts up my cheeks. And therefore, like okay. that, it's really like a fold. It's, it's I think, so the n- nasolabial fold. Although that that sounds like that might be. Uh, <laughs> no, that's what, what it was is. That, that, Elena, what what was it called? No, that's what it's called. The nasolabial fold. Okay, I was like, am I out of my fucking mind? Or I was like, am I talking about my vagina next to my nose? No, I was right. It's called the nasolabial oh, fold. So your good. nose and your lips. Uh, yes, labial, labia, lips. So funny. same thing. Okay, anyway. Um, 
So yeah, so those that are two is, two options that I know that you could do. Interesting. Um, I mean, I guess my other question is, is like, I know that there's like a variety of different types of Botox and like Botox variants. Okay. Um, and then also filler variants. Because as you know, per our conversation when I saw you this past weekend was, A, I'm thinking about um, – having a little bit of filler here in my cheek. I'm having this like weird situation like oh, yes. between like my underneath my eye and my cheek where it looks like like I have like this little line kind of coming down that's making mm-hmm. me look a little older. So I just want to fill it out just a twinge, just a twinge on both sides. Um and then I was thinking of like a tiny bit of lip filler like right here on the bottom of my my upper lip. Um, so I it just starts with just a little like bit of educated. lip filler. <laughs> Let's just be very <laughs> clear. It starts with, I just want to have a syringe and I'll never do anything more. I want to look really natural. And then you're like, wait, why do I still look like me? And then they're like, well, you said you want to look natural. And then you're like, no, bitch, I'm spending hundreds of dollars on this shit. I need people to notice. That's literally what happens. Like, I remember I was like, I'll never do a syringe filler. And then I was like, can we do two? And they were like, no. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a slippery fucking slope. Um, okay. I also, do you so remember I want to know, like, yeah, go for it. No, I was just saying, do you remember when my mom realized that I started filling my lips? We were in Vegas. Oh, yeah, right. And I made Pierre teach me how to say I'm sorry or something like that in French. And clearly I was a little bit of wine in. Um, didn't go over very well. Anyway, I can't believe I didn't think my mom was going to realize that my, my lips were fake. Okay. So yes. she was like, what's going on here? And you were like, oh, fuck. I sent her this video not realizing that I got filler and I didn't tell her. <laughs> she, I remember she was like, did you do that Botox shit on your lips? And I was like, well, I did Botox too. <laughs> but okay. So sorry. So to answer, I think your question is like, what are the different types of fillers? Or like, is that, is that right? Yeah. Cause it's like, you know, you read about like different varietals and different things and like <laughs> varietals, like we're talking about wine. <laughs> I I mean, fuck if I know, it sounds yeah. like it to me on most days, but like, there's also like, I feel like the market is expanding and evolving all the time. And oh so God. there's always something new that's coming on the market. Um, mm-hmm. And so I guess it's just like, for me, it's like, I, I, I just don't know. Like what, what should I get? What are the varietals? What, what should I look into Alina? Okay. So I, and let's be very clear, I'm not an injector and I would encourage anyone who's listening to this, like to talk to your injector about it. Um, so we can start with like neuro neurotoxins, which are basically like Botox, right? So those are the things that like smooth out your wrinkles or what they actually do is they paralyze the muscles in wherever, mm. right in your face so that they don't move. How long does this last for? Depending. So, I mean, the more you do it, right, the more you become tolerant to it. And so I think the first time I did it, I didn't get a touch-up for like six months, maybe even more. Oh, wow. And now I'm like, after four months, oh, God bless you. Now after four months, you. you're welcome. Um, and so now after four months, I'm like, ooh, she's looking like I see a line. We got to go back. Um, but, you know, whatever. It's It's also like depending on what you want. If you're somebody who like, you don't want your face to move. You got to go probably more frequently or do more. So mm. um, the two that I have used, or sorry, I should think I've used three. So Botox was the first one I ever did. And sometimes you'll hear something called like baby Botox as a procedure. And all that means, like you're likely using Botox as a product, but all that means is that they're doing less and it's quote unquote, it's marketed as it's preventative. Mm. Okay. Okay. So... Another brand that I've used is, I think it's called Xeomin, X-E-O-M-I-N. I forgot I did this. I did it once and um, that was okay. It, I think it's similar, more similar to Botox. Um, I think it's a little bit like lighter though. Mm. Um, when, was this when you were in Hong Kong that you did this I started one? in Hong Kong, but I did that one in Beverly Hills actually when I first moved here. Okay. Um. And now I just recently started doing Disport, which is, a, okay. it's like a different product. Um, but basically I like Disport now because Disport spreads more. I think it's just like less concentrated. Mm. So like the product itself, like literally just like spreads 
kind of in a bigger area. And so I do have like a scary experience, but I still do it. <laughs> so it wasn't that bad. But oh, the God. first time I did disport, um, I went, I was going to a new injector because mine was just too far to go to. And I got like my right here, like the, like the smile lines done for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I think like he went a little too close to my eye because for the next like two weeks, it like took me like a while to kind of put two and two together. Cause I'm me, but I was like, why? Like my eyes weren't focusing. Like I was like writing an email oh, and my God. eyes were, I was like seeing double and I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then I was getting migraines cause my eyes were struggling to focus. And then I realized, holy shit, this happened because of the disport. So I went and I actually saw like a nurse practitioner and she was like, yeah, oh you know, sometimes like it can like seep into the ocular muscle and <gasps> it basically like paralyzed my ocular muscle, but it went away. Because it goes away. <laughs> but that can't be good. <laughs> Mom, I know you're listening. Sorry. Really? Um, couldn't be good? Just a little bit? <laughs> oh, my God. But I do still like disport. Um, I do still like disport because I feel like Botox, like it would like paralyze my face, but I didn't feel like it smoothed the wrinkles. Whereas like disport, mm. because it spreads more, it smooths the wrinkles. Mm. I, I also mean, like don't really do my eyes do anymore. the same thing? Yeah, like they do the same thing. They paralyze the muscle. Okay. Okay. It's okay. just like the the product's different. So like another thing to note about Disport. So when you pay or buy your Botox, you buy it in units, right? Mm. So I feel like generally speaking, when you're first starting, you're going to do like 20, max 30 units on your forehead because it's all you need. Yeah. So mm-hmm. again, usually like I feel like if you can get dis- uh, Botox for like $14 a unit. That's probably standard where I live. Um, anything below like $11 a unit, if it's a sale, like I would be a little bit wary of. But anyway, but Dysport is less concentrated, right? So mm-hmm. it's usually one uni- unit of Botox to three Dysport. Like that's like how much less concentrated it is. So if you usually get 30 of Botox, you're probably going to get 90 of Dysport. Just something to keep in mind oh, for anybody damn. who's making the switch. Got it. And then I'm assuming Disport then is also cheaper. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Disport, I feel like it's probably usually like $6 a unit or something like that, or maybe even less. Got it. Got it. Got mm-hmm. it. Okay, cool. Okay. So good to know. Yes. To and know. then, so also talking about fillers, right? Fillers, generally speaking, are hyaluronic acid. Mm, and okay. so it's really like moisture. It's like water. With some other shit in it. I don't really know the science behind it, but anyway. <laughs> um, and so different different products are better for like different parts of the face. Juvederm mm-hmm. was the first one that I did on my lips. And Juvederm, I think, tends to be just like a like a thicker consistency. And I can tell you that like when I first did it, I actually had to have it dissolved because it was like lumpy and shit. It just didn't do well with my face. Like my skin. Interesting. Um, okay. But Dispor, Juvederm, like I felt like, like I felt like I had fillers. Like almost like implants, mm. it felt like. And so um, that's like, I would say, I think feel like that's like one of the OGs. But now I do Wrestling Kiss on my lips, which I feel like is like more pillowy. And mm. it's like thinner of a material or of a product. And that's just what I like. And I think a lot of, um, a lot of injectors like it for lips specifically. What, how long do, does, um, do fillers last for then? So they say that like, they last like, Nine to 12 months, I feel like. I feel like they last, like they're never really going to go away 100%. Mm. But they definitely go down. So mm. I, I would say, but like the more you build on it, the less you'll have to go. So it's the opposite of Botox. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so like you mean to tell me that every time that you do filler, there's like sort of like a little bit that kind of stays over. So then it like compounds over time. Exactly. Whereas like Botox literally dissolves. Or and then with the, with the second brand that you use, um, whatever, what is it called? Wrestling Kiss. There you go. That mm-hmm. one. Um, can you get it like completely removed? Can you get that resol- uh, dissolved as well? Um. I mean, you could, right? I could dissolve it if I was like, hey, I decided I want to have thin lips. Um, but I will say, and this is something that I didn't realize, like dissolving your filler is is a big deal, right? Like, yes, filler can be dissolved. It's not just like 
fuck with your face because you can just dissolve it later. You know what I mean? It's like not like, mm. I feel like it's kind of like the an implant situation where it's like, okay, get an implant, you can take it out, but like you can't take the whole thing out, right? And then the other thing to that I didn't realize is when you dissolve your, like your lips, for example, the, the solution doesn't, it doesn't know the difference between your lip and filler. So like <gasps> you're losing your own volume as well. Oh, no. Yeah. So that's like just something that I didn't realize the first time I did it or the only time I did it. And then the other thing is that the dissolving solution is it burns. Okay. That's it. I'm, I'm, no, you're going to do it. Stop. You'll be fine. No fucking filler. You'll be fine. You're going to do it because they're going to numb you and it's going to be fine. You're just going to go to a good doctor or good injector. None of this Groupon shit. There's nothing wrong with Groupon, but maybe (laughs) not for your face. Um, No, I'm serious. But, uh, but yeah. Oh, and then, sorry, just one other, like, thing is that, like, um, I think another really popular one for your, like, cheeks and your jawline. So that's my next thing is my jawline I really want to do because I feel like my profile, like, it's not good. Um, (laughs) Is, like, Voluma is one that's really, really popular for that. So, like, there are different types of filler for different parts of your Mm -hmm. face and, like, for different features. But it's, like, wild what you can do now with filler. I just... It is, like, a full fucking world <laughs> art science that I have no... I mean, even as you're talking to me about this stuff, I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> like, it almost feels like it has also come a very long way from even, like, five, ten years ago when mm-hmm. it was, like, all the rage, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, I feel like it really started with Kylie Jenner getting her lips done. Mm, right? Like, okay, so one, yeah. like, I know I, I talk a lot of shit about the Kardashians, um, but I think it's actually incredible how they, as a family, I feel like, I feel like we think about Kim as the like pioneer, right? As like the most beautiful woman in the world. But I really think that Kylie was the one that like highlighted filler, like lip filler. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have, they have changed the standard for beauty across the world, right? Like it's not even just in the U S it's, I feel like if you look on Instagram, people in, you know, Australia, people in like Europe, people in Dubai, like everybody wants a fat ass, right? Big mm-hmm. ass lips. Like, hello, I do too. They could be bigger. Um, everybody wants like cat eyes. Like I, I just, I feel like everybody wants that like Persian, Armenian, like that, that like exotic look, right? Um, Mm. And I'm sure that that has, you know, I mean, I'm sure that the cosmetic industry is not angry about that, right? But do you think that it like, I, I feel like it was like people aspired to that, but nobody did anything about it or like a lot, like your everyday person, I didn't have filler at that point, you know? But then I feel yeah. like when we went from, you know, IRL to Zoom world, suddenly everybody decided like, oh, wow, I hate my face. I don't like how I look. And, you know, they all like ran to their nearest med spa for some extra volume. Like my, my injector told me, she's like, we are so busy. And then like masks, yeah. right? Because you could cover it. You could like, you had the downtime yeah. ability. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, there has been an overall increase in the cosmetic like procedure business over the years, like from 2000 to 2020, I think there's been like a massive increase of like 22%. Um, and I Wait, think only 22? You know, a lot of, yeah, 22%. Oh, that's um, less than I, you I would have think thought. it's more, but if you think about it, like, yeah, I mean, probably, but it go it like ebbs and flows. Um, I think that you know a lot of people talk about it, have talked about it more in the past two years um, because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And to your point, it seems to be like a mix of both like sitting on Zoom for eight hours, aka like you know being able to stare at your flaws. People are calling it like Zoom dysmorphia, um, and the cosmetic industry are calling it Zoom boom, which I find comical, honestly. Um, Wait, hold on, can I give know, a pro tip? Sorry for those of you who have Zoom dysmorphia and hate yourself when you look at yourself. Use the skin smoothing feature because let me tell you, 
I look at myself on Zoom and I'm like, oh, damn, girl. I'm like, your skin is looking fluffy today. And then I like accidentally take the fucking filter off and I'm like, oh, who's that? <laughs> what? <laughs> What'd you do with Alina? I'm like, shit, I didn't have that that marionette line 20 minutes ago where I'm like, wait, what? Stop. No, no, no. Ser- seriously. Oh but like, I feel like the that's, f- I'm really glad they did that because I think that it probably helped a lot of people. Sorry. Uh, sure. I also think like, have you ever seen like those Instagram filters, oh like God. these new ones that keep popping up? I was looking at it because, you know, there are all these videos that popped up where people are like, this is not what I look like at all. And they would do like a before and after, like taking off the filter so we could see what they look like. And I was like, oh my God, that's horrifying. Um, and I did it myself and I was like, oh, when nope, I need to see this away. right now. <laughs> it's so bad. I, it really, it really made me realize like, oh shit, maybe I do want a little bit of Botox and fill. <laughs> Wait, that's actually what like made me get my lips done first because uh, there's this, um, this one fil- filter. I must have sent it to you because when I found about, out about it, I sent it to everybody. It's the only filter I, I use and I never post pictures with it. Um, mm. But it basically like makes your, I, I mean, skin, skin flaw free. Again, it like gives you, I think maybe eyelashes and then, mm. um, which also, by the way, the power of an eyelash just want to throw oh. that out there. I haven't gotten mine done. That was the one thing I haven't been able to do this week. But I feel like it makes it really can like change your it like opens your eyes, changes your face, blah, blah, blah. Um, but it, it like makes your lips look super plump. And I feel like it maybe mm-hmm. slims your nose and your cheeks. Anyway, whatever. And I looked at myself and I was like, oh my God, you're beautiful. <laughs> well, I'm gonna send you right. Like I literally was like, wow, you look fucking great go get your lips done. And then I thought about like showing my injector that and being like, so this is what I want to look like. But then I was like, mm, she's going to say no. She's oh, it's the say. Kylie and Kendall filter. Oh, oh, it does makeup. You're going to die. It I think I might have already. It changes your oh, eye Jesus color. Christ. Jesus Christ. But like, that's also not really healthy either. Like, could you imagine these kids that are given phones and have access to Instagram and all of a sudden see these filters? Like... At least we're adults and we're like, okay, like we know what naturally aging looks like and we can be able to distinguish and tell the difference. But like if kids are growing up with that, holy shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, I totally understand. Like my little cousin, um, I think she's 18. Yeah, right? That's how old mm-hmm. you are when you go to college, give or take. Anyway. I was 17, I, like I think, of her. I also skipped a grade, so. Oh, me. Um, no, no sorry. I was just remembering because you know I don't remember my 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 <laughs> age or name or where I live most days. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, fun fact: I actually was in a skip a grade class and I dropped out because I was going to be sixteen graduating high school, and I was my mom wasn't going to let me go away. So I was like, okay, oh, I will. Fair point. Not. Um, which like right, rightfully so, by the way, Monique, good job. <laughs> um, great job policing that because I think the only thing worse than Alina running around Florida at 17 was Alina running around Florida at 16. Um, no, but yeah, so my little cousin, you know, my I was chatting about it with my aunt and I saw a picture of her and I was like, whoa, like she's really skinny. Like when did that happen? I mean, she grew mm. up first of all, but I was like, whoa, like she's so, like she's really skinny. And my aunt was like, yeah, I know. And she thinks she's fat and blah, blah, blah. And it, I was just like, bitch, I'll show you fat. <laughs> like I'll fucking kill you. No, but, but to, to your point, right? Like I feel like they're, you know, it's social media in general, I think is doing Girl, that to a lot of people. Or not just social media. You, I think media is doing that to Yeah, to 100%. Have kids. you fucking watched Euphoria yet? I'm telling you, watch that show. And it just, it makes me feel like, by the way, it's the second most trending show for HBO right after Game of Thrones. So like you have to watch it. It's becoming part of pop culture. I know. Like you you need to. Um, I just don't know if I can do dark. It's not really, I mean, Mm -hmm. I loved it. I found it entertaining. It is a little bit dark, but it's like, it's like good. Like, it's really, really good. I feel like you would binge watch it in, like, two days like I did. But nonetheless, nonetheless, okay. this show, I mean, watching the show, seeing how they're depicting high schoolers, and then also being on TikTok and seeing the Gen Zers, worlds apart from, like, how we grew up. <laughs> like, when I think about myself with, like, <gasps> thinking I was real cute oh with, my like, God. <laughs> whatever outfit I was wearing with, like, I don't know, like... Remember, like, when it was a thing to have, like, the weird cartoony backpacks, like, to wear it, at night, like, ironically or whatever in, like, high school and shit? Okay, no. maybe you know, I just grew up in the <laughs> I didn't use a backpack but, in high school. 
Oh my god! I use a tote bag. Yeah, thank you. You had the tote bag. Oh my god! Um, but it just—I see the difference of how these like kids grew up. And remember, like what makeup was for us versus like blue eyeshadow, like, really, blue eyeshadow, eyeshadow fucking like watermelon glitter, eyeshadow, literally <laughs> lip gloss and fucking butterfly clips and twisties. That's it. That was the look. Crunching that was your hair. The look. I, oh my god! Or like the the like what was it like the under like the the, the double polos? Yes. yes. Or or the tank top under your polo. Oh okay. my god! Mm-hmm. Oh my god! No. So every time I see those like videos on on Instagram, they're probably from TikTok. Let's be real. Um, mm-hmm. But every time I see the ones where it's like me getting ready to meet my friends at the mall in high school, and like mm-hmm. you know they put on the Uggs with the with the denim skirt and then the double, the layered yeah. polo and like scrunched yeah. hair and like tan. And I'm like, oh my God, that's actually what we all looked like. Also, mm-hmm. Kristen Cavallari like created, she literally defined a generation's fashion sense. Mm-hmm. Remember the skirt yeah. or the, the dresses un- over jeans? Oh, jeans, yep. <laughs> okay. Just want to leave that there. Or like the leggings under jeans. Um, yeah, it was a wild time. But then I watched like these like Gen Zers and I'm like, oh my God. Like I know our parents were worried that we were growing up too quickly, <sighs> but like I kid you not. Like they're like and I'm 30. pretty like they look 30. Yeah, they're like 30. They look 30. I was yeah. like, God damn, what? Um yeah. so yeah, I wonder like if there's also going to be a generational difference to in regards to like what age these folks start doing cosmetic surgeries too. Like that'll be kind of interesting to track as well. Like I feel like our generation, like we all kind of started a little later, but then there was this whole push of like preventative, preventative. And yeah. now that these kids are graduating looking like they're fucking 30. And I, own, and, like and having curious. more money than 30 year olds these days because they're all monetizing <laughs> their fucking TikToks. <laughs> like, like, they can afford it because God knows I could barely I could barely afford my avocados, you know. Now today, and these kids are buying themselves fillers and cars and houses in LA and driving up real estate prices. I can't believe I'm an angry thirty-two-year-old. This is depressing. Oh, Wait, okay. When I was at Disney, I think I texted you yeah, yeah. when I was in line. I was like, I fucking can't stand Gen Z. And I'm sorry for our listeners who are Gen Zers. I'm sure you all are, all are very lovely. But Gen Zers that I witnessed at Disney were getting on my last goddamn nerve. And I was like, I think I texted you. I was like, I like I now know that I'm getting old. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm literally like the old lady who's like, get off my lawn. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll call your mother. Um, no, no, 100%. We're just old. We're, we're decrepit. We're like, just leave us alone. Um, let, let us have this, okay? Stealing our fucking right. avocado money and our houses. No, um, no, so it's funny that you say that because today I got a facial and um, the esthetician, she, she was like so cute. But we were chatting. I don't know how we started. Oh, I think because I told her like, oh, by the way, I just got disport yesterday. So like basically leave my forehead alone. And um, and so we started talking about fillers and Botox and stuff. And I was like, how old is this girl? She's doing Botox. Like she very clearly doesn't need it. And she was like, yeah, so you know, I'm 26, but I started doing it when I was 20, 21 or 22. And she was telling me about what? how like her and all of her friends got their lips done. And, and I was just like, I did not know. Like, I thought Botox were like, what's for like 75 year olds when I was 22? Same. You know? And then I was like, and then I remember I was in Hong Kong and the doctor was like, so I think that you maybe want to think about Botox. And I was like, what? And it like never occurred to me that I should start doing Botox. And then I was like, yeah. this is a great idea. Let's do it. How much? Like, yeah, where do I sign? I also but, think like part of their marketing genius is around this whole preventative thing. Like whoever on their team thought that up. Like I want to like know the science if it's actually helping like from a preventative perspective. Like I would love to know that because it doesn't help with like collagen production. It doesn't help with preventing the breakdown of collagen. They fucking say everything helps with collagen production, but like let's be real. Yeah. It doesn't. (laughs) I'm telling you, I've tried it all. I've tried the, I've tried lasers that, cost me four, like we're four figures per session and they promised me collagen production. God no. damn. No, it doesn't help. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, no, it's so, yeah, I, f- I feel like these kids are, or just kids in general, whatever, 
maybe they're not kids, they're adults, right? But I feel like it is going to happen younger and younger and younger. And I feel like back in the day, like it was like, oh, like she got her boobs done for her sweet 16 or like her nose job done for her sweet 16, things like that. But I feel like you don't, like you don't have to go into the knife anymore. Like you can get a nose job without surgery. You can get it done with filler. I don't understand that. Like how you can make your nose look smaller by adding volume, but it's a thing. So I feel like parents, you know, are, I feel like we feel it ourselves. Like we feel the pressure to look like X as well. And even though like I can be cranky and shit, I'm still like, yes, I want to look like you, you know? Um, I mean, cranky about the Gen Zers, but like, I still want to look like I am a Gen Zer. That's a lie. Actually, I don't, but, um, but I feel like parents might be a lot more like if there were already parents that were willing to like pay for their kids to get a boob job, for example, or, you know, even Mm -hmm. a boob reduction when they were X years old, like, um, I, I imagine that it will also be more prevalent a, because we're growing, we're like, we're growing into that world, right? Like with them and B it's, it's theoretically, it's like, it's definitely a lot less invasive and it's theoretically a lot safer. Let me ask you a sort of an ethical question, I guess, or philosophical, ethical, however you want to define it. Um, let's say that your kid who is 16 comes to you and is like, mom, I want to start doing Botox preventatively, or I want to get a nose job, but like, let's go down the filler route. What would you say? I said my kid's 16, you said? Mm-hmm. 15, 16, let's say. I, I feel like I'm going to tell them to go download that Kylie and Kendall filter that I just, <laughs> that I just took a picture with. I'll post it on our Instagram later. Uh, no, I, I think that's way too young. Okay. Absolutely not. I think like, I, no. Unless, unless, unless she comes out or he comes out with a fucking schnoz, <laughs> you know, I, I think well, it, I think it depends on the situation. If it's just like, hey, I want like a cute little ski snow bunny nose or whatever it is, like, no, absolutely not. I think if like yeah. they're, it's really, really hurting their, you know, their confidence. And and I, I had body issues my whole life, right? Like, I get it. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm I'm very lucky that I just didn't grow up in a world of like bullies and stuff. Although Mark will tell you I was the bully. Um, but I, yeah. <laughs> he's like, that's cause you were the mean girl, Alina. And I'm like, no, bullies weren't a thing at my school. He's like, you, cause you were them. But um, no, I wasn't. I hope. Um, no, but I, so yeah, I, I think if it's like something that I can really tell is like weighing on their confidence, like they have a bump on their nose and they just like, it really, really, really bothers them. Like, I think I would consider it. But I think if it's more just like, I want to look like Kylie Jenner or I want to look like, you know, everyone else, absolutely not. What about you? I Uh, feel like. I mean, yeah, so many factors that play into this. To your point, if it were something that were really affecting their self-esteem, their confidence, like potentially I would want them to like go to therapy first, right? Because it's like, imagine that they've developed body dysmorphia Mm -hmm. and like this is that part of it coming out. Um, I don't want them to feel like I have, I like I can police their bodies, but at the same time, I do want them to be safe and get like the full capacity of like healing needed first. Um, and if afterwards they're like, yeah, still like, this is something that I really want because it's affecting me in X, Y, Z reasons, then yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, I feel like that there are, I mean, we see this in the media sometimes and I'm sure it's traumatized, but there are the parents who are like the cool moms, you know, who, uh, let their kids kind of do whatever they want. Um, and I guess I'm just like not cool with that. But once again, I'm, I'm not a parent, so I can't, I can't speak to that experience. But for me seeing it, I'm like, uh, what is happening here? I feel like I used to want to be the cool mom and now I like want to be the scary mom. <laughs> I very much the, like, I, I would never dare sneak out of the house because my mom would like really ream into me kind of mom. Well, I know. Okay. So I guess like I want to be, I want Mm, that's, a good, that's a good question. I know it's like very off topic, but I feel like I want my kid to respect me enough not to do that, but feel open enough to be like, hey, I want to go to this party or hey, I want to do this. Yeah. Does that make sense? I get but that. Like I want yeah, them totally to respect me enough to not sneak out. And mm. let me tell you, you sneak out, I'll, I'll fuck you up. 
I'm a fuck you up. It's, it's just about respect. I think it's just about respect for me, and it's not. It's not about anything else. It's like that makes sense. Don't be an asshole. I get right? that. Let's let's. Mm-hmm. You want to be treated like an adult? Then behave like one. And that's how I feel about about kids. No, I but. like that. They can always call Auntie Maddie too whenever they're having problems. <laughs> and then I will like if they plan on sneaking out, I would just let you know where they're at. But like, don't tell them that I told you. You know. <laughs> Just so from a safety perspective, you know where they're at. (laughs) I feel like I'm going to be the mom that's like, yes, my kid will have a microchip implanted into them. Oh my God, no. (laughs) No, so I feel like the reason why I I feel that way is just for like safety purposes. Sometimes I listen to this one podcast. It's um, called Crime Junkie. And the one I happened to listen to yesterday because I was in the car. Traffic is the thing again in LA. I was in the car for like, I don't even know how many hours. It was no, I think it was like two hours round trip. So I was just randomly hit one of their podcasts because I didn't know what else to listen to. And it was about like teen dating violence. And like it started with like the mom not knowing where their daughters were. And so I was like, oh my God. And it, like, it was like a moment. It, it, I, I don't think I would abuse it, but it would be good to know. I, I think that there's a balance to strike. Right. Where it's 100%. like, yes, you are the parent, but I don't know. There's also this like, uh, but once again, I'm not a fucking parent. So I can't yeah. say I can say this casually now, but like until I pop a human out of my vag, like, you know, like I don't think Your I can labia? really say much. My labia. Yeah. <laughs> well, for those of you who um, are parents, we'd love to hear your thoughts on this. So yeah, DM actually it'd be kind of cool. I think. Say? Yeah, DM us or like, you know, we'll post a poll. I think it'd be kind of cool to hear from people like what mm-hmm. they think about the plastic surgery question. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, since we're going back to cosmetic surgeries, um, where were we at? We were talking about the pandemic and sort of the increase yes. in cosmetic surgeries. So actually there wasn't a massive increase between 2019 and 2020, but the reason being is because On average, everything, there was the lockdown. There was also like when things did open up, there was this like fear around, um, you know, your safety, potentially contracting it. Um, The vaccine hadn't been out at that point yet. And so people were like still very like worried as to, you know, should I go out? Should I not go out? However, not part of that camp for the record. I was like, oh my God, yes, I can get in with the injector now. I was like, yes, we can do our lips now. I was like, I'll just tell, I'll just tell um, people I'm going out to the grocery store, like to they don't judge me, but really I'm getting Botox. That's literally what my really? 2020 was like for the record. Hashtag priorities. Um, okay, so I mean, no judgment more. here. You, you know, I don't. I I have no qualms either way. But um, unfortunately, the 2021 numbers aren't up yet. Okay. Um, however, that I think was, it's that's going to be huge. I bet. Yeah, that's going to be fucking massive. Um, I think it's critical to note that even though numbers were down in 2020, the number of plastic surgeries performed in the U.S. Um, managed to reach 86% of the 2,678,302 procedures performed in the United States um, wow. done in 2019. Yeah, even with the lockdowns and the world being in a heightened state of fear, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. So like in 2019, if that was the number of procedures and in 2020, we still hit 86% of the mark given lockdowns and the fear around COVID. Like I can only imagine what 2020 numbers will look like, or sorry, 2021 numbers will look like. That's what I'm, I'm actually really like, I don't know if the word is encouraged. I'm like, good for us all taking care of ourselves and feeling good. Uh, No, that's actually, that's, that's wild. Right. Um, so apparently the American Association of Plastic Surgeons, they did a survey or conducted a survey of its members examining trends that they observed in 2020. Um, okay. And they found that 70% of the surgeons saw an increase of appointments during 2020 despite the pandemic. Um, and 90% of the surgeons reported 10% or more appointments in 2020. So it was quite a big, massive jump. Um, and then 96% of these surgeons agreed that the increase of plastic surgery appointments was due to the increased flexibility that patients had to schedule and recover from surgery due to the benefits of working from home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. 100% accurate. Like, mm-hmm. it, like, there were a couple of times when um, I, you know got whatever done, whether it was like microneedling to my lips done and like, I'd be like, oh, my Zoom's not working. Right. And then it was really funny because my boss, she like suddenly just wasn't going on video for like a week. And I was like, 
the hell is going on with her? And so I talked to her um, in one of my one-on-ones and she was like, oh my God, I'm telling everybody that my Wi-Fi is messed up, but like really, I she got micronutrients or she did a laser. She's like, I did a laser mm. and I look insane. And I was just dying because I was like, oh my God. So it was just funny because I was like, oh my God, I'm so like sneaky. And meanwhile, my boss is doing the same thing. Yeah. I mean, it, it feels like it was quite a common trend. I mean, I even know a lot of people who decided to do stuff too during the pandemic. Um, and like folks who I'd never would assume would be into it, but probably to your point, it had something to do with, you know, the, the f- fact that like on Zoom, you can definitely see those flies popping up. Oh, literally. Yeah. And not everyone has fucking time to do like the whole makeup spiel. You know, in the mornings before I I know I was guilty of like rolling out of bed and like dialing into my first meeting. So I really wanted to believe that I was going to be somebody. And every time I start a new job, which as we know is all the time, I'm always like, I'm gonna set the precedent, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna do my hair and my makeup and I'm gonna look like a human being and blah, 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 blah. And I want them to take me seriously. And then by like the end of week two, I'm like, no. <laughs> no, it's just not happening. I'm like, sorry. I mean, it was literally like what two months ago. I showed up to a meeting with my VP in my goddamn like Udi, like my little massive blanket <laughs> hoodie that I was like. Could you imagine? Like, I'd given up to the point that I'm just showing up to the meeting with like my bun on the top of my head. Like the true sign of when a woman has given up is when you have the top bun, <laughs> right? We're like, like I'm over this, um, yeah, and and that one. was the state I was in. Yep, the top knot. Yep, I, do, I do feel like that's one thing that I have been taking more more care for is my hair. Because mm-hmm. I feel like when I see myself on Zoom and like my hair is on, I'm like, okay, this isn't that bad because I use the skin, the filter. Mm-hmm. I didn't use the filter. I'm like, ooh. Um, but I feel like if my hair is done, I'm like, okay, you know, like th- this is tolerable. But the few, you know, the days when my hair is not done and, I, and I've got the, the turd on my head, I'm <laughs> like... I literally am like, oh, just go (laughs) do something. Like, just get off, get off camera right now. It's not good. Um, Yeah, interesting. I I feel like I'm very excited to see the 2021 numbers. That I I would imagine that's going to be a huge, huge, huge spike. Even like, I'm sure. Yeah. So very excited to see that. Um, Also very excited for your birthday. And for you to maybe get some fillers? Yeah. I mean, I think I just need help because you know me once again, I just am not super knowledgeable about this. I'm going to need help with the like, does this look like a good doctor to you? Does this look like a good injectionist to you? (laughs) (laughs) Injectionist. I'll even come down. I'll even come down to LA and be like, tell your person I'll come see her. So I actually was going to say... This is going to be a very unpopular comment, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to say it Mm -hmm. anyway. If if I were someone living in a city where people are not that vain, I would probably not get cosmetic procedures done in that city. Like you want to go somewhere where it's like a normal thing and it's, an everyday thing. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, and uh, no offense, the Bay Area. <laughs> Not it. My mom, to this day, like, she talks about doing certain things here and there. And she's like, yeah, let's just go to, because, you know, we travel to eat. We haven't, of course, because the pandemic. And usually I don't like going. But um, every time we do go, she's just like, why don't we just do like a little pit stop in Lebanon and like, you know, get like a little here and like uh, a little injection here. I love here that. And, a little. Um, <laughs> exactly. Because like. In Egypt, like we know Lebanon, like they have like some of the top world like plastic surgeons, you know, um, and like people will literally go fly out there to get what they need to get done and then come back to Egypt. And it's just because Lebanese folks are absolutely gorgeous and yeah. they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Like I, and you know, if I, you have reasons to come to LA anyway, or, but I just, that's true. I feel, I feel like, I kind of feel like in the Bay Area, it's almost like a, it's like a taboo thing still, which is like fucking mind blowing to me. I'm like, hello, have you, like, yeah. where do you live? I mean, you live in the Bay Area, but you know what I'm saying? Like, but I feel like I would not necessarily trust. And I'm sure there are really mm. great doctors and, you know, injectors there, but I just feel like it's not something that is as prevalent. And I feel like I'd be a little bit nervous about that. Even like New York, 
I don't know. I don't know how yeah. I would feel about it in New York because like all of my friends, they're like shocked that I do it. And they're like, why are you doing that? Blah, blah, blah. Why don't you want to age gracefully? I'm like, because I don't fucking want to get old. Sorry. And when I look it's good like, and you don't, don't fucking look at me. It's part of the culture and the way of exactly. life out there that it's exactly. so ingrained that like, of course, you have people who are like really good at that job because it is ingrained in the culture. So, um, you know, I, I'm with you on that one. Like, how about I just do, I get a little... And like some <laughs> into my cheek, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. And then people will see me in like a month and they'll be like, oh my God, is that Maddie? And I's like, the new and improved 2.0 is what happens at 30. Thank we, you. We should post, we should, <laughs> we should post a before and after with, uh, with your inspo, AKA the filter picture that I, that <laughs> you have to look at what I just sent you cause you're going to die. Um, and we'll post okay. it later just so everyone can see what I, what I aspire to look like one day. And, uh, wait. and then we'll do it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. We'll catch you next week. Bye y'all. So there you have it. Thank you so much for joining us again on The Basic in the Brain. Be sure to join us next week for our next spin on intellectualizing our basic bitch interests. Be sure to join us and don't forget to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Tweet us at Basic and Brain and follow us at The Basic in the Brain on Instagram. Give us feedback. Tell us what you love, what you don't love. Tell us what topics you'd like for us to cover. And we'll talk to you all later. 